What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the UI Buzz podcast. Yes, I am talking Starfield in this one. You all know this, I'm a massive gamer, and I have been waiting for this one like everybody else for a long time. And I'm going to share some thoughts. I am about, I think, about 24 hours now playtime into the game. Uh, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Only one crash. That is pretty darn good for a first release, I would say. Now, let's talk about the game. So I'm not going to cover this like everybody else has. There's plenty of information out there. I'm going to talk about this strictly from the perspective of someone playing the game. If you are one of those people who needs, you know, uh, a game where you, you basically do what it tells you, okay, you can do that. Just follow along with the missions in the order they give them to you. You're going to enjoy it. But this is really a, one of those games where you you truly can do anything you want in any order you want. Or if you want to do basically nothing at all and just fly around from planet to planet, hey, you can do that too. Now, I'm not going to get into every little nook and cranny detail here. Like I say, I've only played it for a, a game time of about 24 hours so far. I have done... A bit of everything, mostly the main timeline to get me into sort of the lore of the game, I would say. But I'm going to try and break this down into into several areas and, and hope that whatever your desire and play style is, that, that somehow I cover that aspect of it. Now, first of all, like I say, if you, you know, I'm sure you've read there's some of the reviews and, and videos and everything else out there. Uh, and my advice is don't rush this, right? I am having a lot of fun by taking this very slowly. I feel that the whole idea behind this game from Bethesda is take your time and enjoy it, right? It truly is a massive game and you can take this any direction you want, but don't rush through quests and especially the main storyline. Take your time and enjoy them. There is so much detail to take in even if you're someone who's like, I don't care about the lore of a game, I just, just want to play it, get through the missions. Still, there is so much to take in and work through and decisions to make that do truly affect the gameplay. I, I can say that. I, I have noticed straight away, yep, the decisions I make uh, in conversations and, and other things truly do affect the gameplay. So let's let's get that out of the way, right? This game will, over time, will definitely feel like it is adapting to your play style and essentially creating a world that you want it to be, I guess is the best way to describe it. And I'm trying very hard to not give out any spoilers here. That, that's the other thing. I'm not going to give out any spoilers. Now, I am, um, you know, taking this from the perspective of playing it as... Hey, if I was this character, what would I do? How would I do it? Right? That that for me is the most enjoyment there. Now, interestingly, something that struck me straight away, of course, is the comparison with lots of these other games out there, Elite, No Man's Sky, Destiny, and all of those. And yes, I would say it's met my expectation of being, uh, for me at least, the best parts of all those games, right? Um, I have done a lot of exploring, just going from planets and systems to, to you know, jumping from one to the other and doing that and those kind of things and exploring the planets. And yes, you know, on the planet side of things, they are big. They are definitely big. Now, first criticism I noticed from folks that I, I want to sort of 
either correct or help here is, oh, there's only limited landing spots on planets. Um, if you strictly look at the maps, that's true. There are pre-designated spots on planets for quests and missions and, and other important things. However, that is not the only places you can land on the planet. And, and this is something that I don't think it's a hidden detail, but it's not immediately obvious. You can set a landing point anywhere you want it to be on a planet. And I think that is where this, you know, planet generation system comes into play. The I, I kind of feel like the ones that have been built out for us, the landing spots, obviously are there for a reason, be it a mission, a resource, a, a whatever, right? And planet generation system comes into play as soon as you create your own custom landing spots. And, and that's how that works. Now, why would you do this? Resources is is the obvious number one there. And, and of course, number two is just planetary exploration. Um, when you land on a planet, there are, you, you scan, you can scan things on a planet and, and get that scanning to 100%. And once you get to 100%, you know, you, you sort of scan that planet for the resources and they show up on the map and it helps you out. Why does that matter? That matters when it comes to thinking about things like building outposts, building bases. Now, I'm struggling a bit with that that part of the, the game because uh, I, I'm finding that it took me a little while to realize that I need to sort of plan ahead, gather the resources because I, I built an extractor on something and, and sort of the initial part of an outpost and then built a power plant and realized, oh, I don't have any helium-3. And I am struggling, like many, to understand uh, how the Helium-3 works. Now, you can build something that will extract the Helium-3, but same problem, right? To build the extractor, well, you need the power. For the power, you need the Helium-3. It's not the only way to go. There are other power systems, um, you know, like solar power. But the problem I found is, okay, for the solar power, obviously, I've got to meet the exacting requirements to make the build. And... I would say the most, the only frustrating part for me in the game so far is finding these resources. You know, they, yes, they show up on the maps, they show up on the scanners, but even if I see a, for example, a planet, let's, let's just for argument's sake says, oh, I've got some helium three. It's really hard to find it. Even there's like a mapping system that goes over the planet, but it shows, hey, it might be here is kind of the way I think of it. Um, but I'm struggling with that. I hope they tweak that because I have got nowhere with base building. So that, that's that part out of the way. And that's kind of the planet part of the game. Uh, I will say this. The, every graphic, every, you know, it, it's all cinematic looking, right? Everything on a planet is absolutely gorgeous. Now, I'm running it with a NVIDIA, um, you know, the RTX uh, 3070 card. And it is not struggling at all. It is handling it very well on high settings. And it's everything is absolutely gorgeous. It really is. The modeling and texturing in this game is just unbelievable. It is so good that you just have to see it to believe it. Because you would think that you're watching a cut sequence. But it's not. It's the actual game. Um, now, let's talk about cut sequences, though. The cut sequences are kind of used for the landing and taking off of spacecrafts, for example. And I think that this is a clever way of 
essentially making a better loading screen, right? Um, I totally get why they say you need an SSD for this game. There is a lot of loading going on, that is for sure. For things like when you enter buildings, uh, when you land on a planet, and, and all that kind of thing, you can tell it's loading a scene. But I don't think that's bad. I actually, I think it's a, a very smart move by obviously breaking these down into sort of smaller levels to load, if you like. Uh, I think this works better because not only is it less taxing on the system, but watching your spaceship take off in, it's only a few seconds long, you know, um, and loading a level is again, only a few seconds long, depending on your SSD speed, but it's okay. And it's great. And now the other thing to point out here is they're obviously not pre-rendered because when I when my I see the cut sequence of my ship taking off and landing, um, it is obviously my ship. Let, let's make that clear, right? It is obviously the ship that I have built. So they are. I think that's how they mask the loading, and I think it works well, and it's perfectly fine. And and like I say, smaller loads more often is far less frustrating than a massive load for a level. So well done to Bethesda on that. Let's talk about the ships now. The uh, I did the quest. I'm, I'm sure by now any of the hardcore gamers out there have found this one. When you do the first main quest, there's a side mission called Mantis. Do it. Absolutely do it. Um, I got uh, an S-class, you know, really super-class ship and suit from that at the very beginning. And I've not changed them since because they're that good. So if you see the side quest Mantis, absolutely do it to the end. Um, you will it's the smartest thing you can do in the game at the beginning. Let's put it that way. I'm sure you've heard about it. If you haven't, absolutely do that on the first main quest. It doesn't take long at all. And it's also a good way of getting used to a lot of the mechanics for the game. So do that. Now the ships and the shipbuilding, again, unbelievably good. Um, the, 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 it took me a little while to understand sort of moving around parts of the ship. And what I mean by that is as you attach new segments to the ship, um, like research bays and things like that, it took me a little while to figure out, oh, okay, this is how I get to them. Um, but you know, once you do that, great. For example, I did a foolish thing because I didn't add the appropriate bays for engineering and so on to my ship. So the only way I could research and build things was every time I came across them um, when doing missions. And and that to say that you will come across them, these building bays, as they are, as they refer to them, um, on maps, in missions, on planets, everywhere. And so I was doing them there. Do yourself a favor, early up, as soon as you've got enough money, put the bays on your ship so that every time you return to the ship, you can dump anything that you picked up along the way, you can do your cooking, you can do your engineering for your spacecraft, for your weapons, for your ship, for your suit. You, you, you know, you can do them all there on your ship. That way you've got everything you need traveling around with you all the time. And again, add massive uh, cargo bays, right? Problem you'll find early on is you're going to want to pick up everything because you don't know if you need it or not. That's kind of what I was doing. I was literally looting every single thing. And I had so many notebooks and folders, you would think I was a stationary store. So do yourself a favor, do that. And every time you go to a place where you can sell things, sell the junk, right? 
that that's that's a couple of tips there for you. So that's that's the ships and. Like I say, the shipbuilding is a lot of fun too. Takes a little getting used to. Um, I recommend using a keyboard and a mouse for that, if you know, if possible, because it's a lot easier than doing it with a controller. With the controller, it can be a little frustrating. Um, so that that's another tip there. The missions themselves um, and the quests and everything else. I mean, I got a mountain of them, right? I would say that they're pretty darn good. Now, yeah, of course, there's a lot of talking um but unfortunately this is one of those where you're going to have to pay attention to it because a lot of the time the, the the stuff that's in the conversations whilst a lot of it is kind of meaningless blah just to move the game along um every so often stuff comes up that you do need to pay attention to but you can speed through them right but just you know you can read them a lot quicker than they say them let's let's put it that way as far as the, you know, characters that you interact with and come along with you on missions, hey, make make your choices is all I'm going to say there, right? I don't want to give anything away. Um, but you will, you know, be very mindful that the choices you make, <laughs> they very much do make people like you or not like you. That that comes into play. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on a build where I'm certainly trying to increase persuasion a little bit and it's paying off for me but not telling you to do that but it certainly pays off in certain instances let's put it like that um skills and everything else there is a lot of them and and you're gonna have um you know you're gonna need massive amount of points before you you're never gonna fill up the point tree anytime soon let's put it that way so Make your choices, right? I'm not going to make any recommendations to you right now because I don't understand it enough. I haven't played it enough to really understand the consequences. Fair to say, though, like in my case, I focused some on lock picking to get better rewards. Uh, when I find locked doors for missions and things like that. Um, another one, of course, is pick some weapons and, you know, focus on those. Find some weapons you like. Uh, you know, things like that. I haven't really bothered with the cooking skills too much. Um, another one that I'm doing is the exploration stuff, but basically play with them, I think is the best answer. Yeah, there'll be builds out there and things like that. But again, a lot of this game comes down to making it your own. And again, Bethesda has done a phenomenal ex way of experiencing, letting you experience what you want the game to be. And, and I, I just, I've not played a game like this that's so open and adaptive to my play style in a long time. Now, that that's not to say this game is flawless. I'm, I'm you know, the walking speed, I'm with a lot of people, walking speed is frustratingly slow. But here's the deal with this, right? It's clear from everything you read and, and as you play this, you know, Bethesda went away and studied... The reality of space, I, I guess I would say, for, for want of a better way of describing it, and incorporated that into the game. So, you know, for example, if you're on the moon, you're not going to be running around at crazy speeds like you do in FPS games like, I don't know, say Destiny or something like that, right? Or Overwatch. You, and, and the more stuff you carry, there should be a consequence to that. So, again, I think people are criticizing the game for aspects like this not really understanding what they were going for in this game, right? This is more, I feel, an experience than it is 
an FPS shooter, right? It's not an FPS shooter unless you want it to be, but it can't be just that, for example. So, you know, I think there's a trade-off between giving everybody, hopefully, what they want and making sensible choices rather than making it just unrealistic, I guess is the best way to describe it. So, you know, I'm going to talk about some more of this in the future. Because there, if you're uh, even remotely interested in game development, this one is a great one to study and learn from. And even, you know, not necessarily the technical aspects, but the aspects of thinking about what goes into creating a world that is believable in the context of a game, right? This is a great one to study if you are a developer, game developer. And I'm not just, you know, everything I'm saying here, I'm not paid to say this. I'm not sucking up to Bethesda or anything like that. This is how I genuinely feel about it. And, you know, I've, I feel like I've played it long enough now to get over that honeymoon period and say, oh, I just love it because, oh, my God, look how great that is. And to look at it and go, okay, what's the reality of this? And this is kind of my take on it. If you want to come on and talk about this, I would love that. Hey, if anyone from Bethesda wants to come on and talk about it, reach out to me, peterweedham.com forward slash contact. I got a million questions for you. Um, but this is clearly a very long-term game. Fantastic. That is exactly what I wanted it to be. This is not a game that I wanted to play for a while, get bored and walk away from. That, that was not what I was hoping for. And I feel like at the moment that I'm getting what I wanted, which is a game that I can live with for a long time and really invest in, very much like a lot of the other Bethesda games, right? Um, so anyway, that's my thoughts on it in this episode. I'll talk about some more stuff in the future because there's a lot of very interesting aspects to it, like I say, from a game maker's perspective. Um, and I think it's worth talking about. And I'd love to, like I say, talk about it with other folks. So you can reach out to me, you know, peterwidham.com or at UIBars on Twitter. Uh, reach out, let me know, say, hey, I want to come talk about this. Great, let's do it. So that's kind of my take here as we're getting to the end of the early pre-release period uh, for people who are playing it early uh, or early access, I, I guess, you know, technically that's the name for it. Uh, everyone else should be getting this, well, probably uh, tomorrow or today or tomorrow, I think, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, but I'm recording this on, on Monday, September 4th. That's it, folks. Hope this has been helpful. Uh, speak to you next time. Have a great one out there.